Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to the Triumphant Faith Apostolic Church broadcast. Triumphant Faith Apostolic Church is located at 2950 North High School Road in the beautiful city and state of Indianapolis, Indiana. Our pastor is Pastor William A. Tuggle III, and our co-pastor is Cosette Trotman Tuggle. We invite you to each and every one of our services. Our Sunday school starts at 11.30 a.m. and morning worship immediately following. Now, sit back and enjoy today's sermon, Already in Progress. Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. And if you have it, please stand in reverence to the word of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Read, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1, Matthew 25, chapter 25, verses 1 to 13, it reads, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they, were, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go, go out, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be none, not none, not enough for us and you. But go, the, go ye there to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with, them, with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open up, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Verse 13, Watch therefore, 
For ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to bless this word on today. Let it enter into the heart of man, God. Let your word suck down into our spirit, God, and let us use this word as you see fit for our lives. In Jesus' name, let us help us grow in you. In Jesus' name, let it not fall on death's ear, but let it, but let it, let us grow in you. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I thank God for uh, Pastor, something that Pastor had said at the end of Sunday school. He said to be transformed. And he was talking about a mind uh, thing, about your mind being transformed. And as we as we read in verse in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, be not conformed to this world, mm -hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Your mind has to be transformed for even, for even salvation to come in. You have to understand what salvation is. So there's a transformation. Once you first hear the word of God, there's a transformation that starts taking place. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And in that, in that transformation, there is something called salvation. Something that we all need, something that we all have to go after if we want to see the Lord's face in peace one day. How many of you all want to go to heaven? I know everybody in here wants to go to heaven. I was listening to a song by John P. Key, and in that song he said, he said, one day he's coming back for me. And then on that day, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then I, those that are alive and remain, shall be called up to meet the Lord in the air. And in that song, he said, give me my robe. Trade it in white. We're going to have a white robe up there. But the only way for us to see him, the only way, hallelujah, I remember Pastor saying uh, uh, about my grandmother, used to always say, if I don't see you again, I'll see you in the rapture. But the only way to see my grandmother and those that have gone on before us is we need salvation. This salvation, hallelujah, in the title, if I could title this message, it would be this salvation is the transformation of life. This salvation. Now we know that there's many different religions out there that talk about various ways for you to receive salvation. We have many telling us that you can receive salvation this way and in that way and in any, any way that you want to. But the Bible says that you must come the way the Bible says, which is under Acts 2 and 38. You must repent. You must be baptized. You must be filled with the person gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. I looked up the definition of salvation. And salvation just simply means deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. We were once lost. Hallelujah. But by the grace of God, he gave us something. He gave us this salvation. He didn't have to do it, but he did it out of his love. Pastor quoted John 3.16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. I remember somebody saying that I would rather live twice and die once than to die twice and live once. Well, what do you mean live, live twice and die once then rather than to die twice and live once? What I mean by that is, is that, hallelujah, you can live this natural life blessed. You and everybody that is born, you're born blessed. And I'm going to tell you, you might say, well, how, how's a person when they're born? Because we all we, we know in the Bible it says that we were born and shaping in iniquity. But yet you were still born blessed because of the mercies of God. Because he said he reigns over the just, just as well as the unjust. He blesses us. But those blessings that he gives us is out of his mercy, out of his grace. He blessed you to see, to be able to go through your life. Hallelujah. Up until you receive salvation. He didn't take you out of here before you received salvation. He allowed you the opportunity to see salvation. He allowed you the opportunity to receive salvation. That right there is a blessing. Hallelujah. I looked up the definition of transformation. And it's a, the definition is a dramatic change in form or appearance. Once you receive this great salvation, it will transform your life. Hallelujah. The transformation, hallelujah, will have your mind on the, the things of God. Where you have worries in your life, you won't have to worry about them anymore. Because you're putting those worries in the hands of God. Not saying that you're not already, but you'll have more of a of, of a a zeal about what God can do for you. You'll know that beyond the shadow of all doubt, I know if my mother can't help me, Jesus can help me. If my father can't help me, Jesus can help me. If the doctor himself says, I got this and I got that. Hallelujah. The devil is alive. You can plead the blood of Jesus and know that what the doctor said ain't really what it is. Because Jesus said, I'm healed. Because the Bible says, by his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. But we have those people. We have people, hallelujah, out there in the world that are blinded. And even in the church, we have people that are blinded. Hallelujah. We have, pe we have two sets of people that are blinded. Two sets of people. And those two sets of people are the ones, one set of people are the blind people that don't even want to receive salvation, that don't want to know about salvation, don't care whether you, you tell them and they act like they don't even want to. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to do that. And then you have the other blind people that are, you tell them, they may not believe at one point in time, but down the road somewhere the Lord reveals unto them and brings back to their remembrance. And then they say, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That person was right. I need this. I need this salvation. You want it? We need this. Hallelujah. And if you don't believe me, you can go to 2 Second, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3. About the people that are 
blind that don't want to really know about the word of God. And it says, knowing this first, that there shall be in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. These are the people that don't want to know about salvation. They don't care. But the ones that do, the ones that want to know about this salvation, that can transform their life. You, you want to know about somebody that did not know about God, but really found out what who God really was? King Nebuchadnezzar. Because he built himself a great image and told everybody to bow before that image. And there were three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that said, I will not bow. And at the end of it, at the end of that, in Daniel chapter 3, hallelujah, Daniel, Daniel chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, in verses 24 and 29, we see that if the three Hebrew boys stood for what they believed in, they said, even if, even if he doesn't deliver us, we still believe that he came. And they went into the fire. And then uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, when he threw the three Hebrew boys into the fire, when he had them thrown in there, he looked in there and he said, he called his, he called all of his uh, servants over and he said, wait a minute, wait, I, I threw three people in there. I threw three people in that fire. But I see a fourth person. And that fourth person looked like the son of God. The Lord will fight your battle for you. Hallelujah. And then when he saw that fourth person in that fire, he knew who God was. Hallelujah. But nowadays, hallelujah, we have people that want to preach and teach anything. There's an old saying, if you, if you, if, if you don't listen to, to something, you'll fall from anything. I think it goes that way. And how and I and, and these preachers are jellyback preachers. They, these preachers will tell you anything. And it and it's described in the Bible in 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressionly that in the last day, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. These are the people that have turned away from the faith. The ones that are listening to various uh, uh, preachers and teachers that are preaching false doctrine. The ones that have told people, no, it don't take all that. If it took all that back then, it takes all that now. Hallelujah. It, and they tell us, they, they, they tell you, that you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be and still be saved. You can go out there and, and, and party it up and live it up and drug it up and whatever you want to do and still be saved. You come about grace. And yes, we are going to do dispensation of grace. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verses 1 and 2, shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid 
We thank you, Jesus. We have to. We have to get into this salvation. We have to come up into this salvation because this salvation will transform us. Hallelujah. There's a transition period in the, in the spirit. There's a transition period. Right now, we're in the transition period. We're learning about uh, what God has for us. We're learning about what God can do for us. That's why it's good for us to come to church. That's why it's good for us to stay in prayer. That's why it's good for us to read the word of God. That's why it's good for us to praise the Lord when we have no way, when we have no strength. Hallelujah. When we don't feel like praising him, we should praise him. When we have when we don't feel like praying, we should be praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All week long I've been thinking about heaven and what heaven's gonna be like. Hallelujah. I wanna see my mama. I wanna see my daddy. I wanna see my grandmother there. But right now, hallelujah, I gotta prepare myself for heaven. There's a whole lot of people saying. Their, their own take on what heaven's going to be like. And I told somebody one time, I said, if you can't stand coming to church, what makes you think you're going to stand coming, going to heaven? If you can't sit in church for at least an hour or two, what makes you think that you're going to be able to make it in heaven? And the person said, well, heaven is way different than church. Y'all in church for, I had a friend tell me, y'all in church church for hours. I said, well, heaven is, it's going to be church all day. And y'all, you won't be complaining if you make it to heaven. And the person said, well, yeah, but that's heaven. I said, but this is a preparing, it's preparing you. Everything that you go through in your life is preparing you. God knows everything about us even before we go through it. I, 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 I preached a sermon one time. This, this is not my life. This isn't your life. Yes, and I, and, and I told somebody that I said, this is not your life. Yes, you, 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 you got to choose what clothes you wore today and different things like that. But I gave some examples on how this is not a person's life, that this is God. You didn't tell yourself to wake, you didn't tell yourself to wake up this morning. You didn't tell yourself to breathe. You didn't tell yourself when, when or how long you're going to live. You didn't even give yourself your name. You didn't give yourself the color of your skin. You didn't give yourself the, the family you were going to be in. None of that. The Lord did that. That was the Lord's doing. And everything that the Lord does in our life is for a reason. Everything the Lord allows to happen in our life is for a reason. There's nothing that the, that the Lord does not know that happens in our life. It does not take him unaware. This salvation is the transformation of our life. In, our, in life, we have so many people. We have so many people that, that, that speak about salvation. And when they talk about salvation, they talk about, hallelujah, that you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. 
And yes, the Bible does say that. The Bible does say it. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9. But I like verse 10. I like verse number 10. Well, after verse number 9, because it says in the word, in verse number 9, it says, confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart. But I like verse number 10. For with the heart of man believeth unto righteousness, and with the, with the mouth of confession is made unto salvation. What this is doing is, it's bringing you up unto righteousness. With the confession, hallelujah, the confession is bringing you up to righteousness. It's bringing you up to salvation. It's not saying that you're saved, but it's bringing you up to salvation. Just like uh, Pastor read in Acts chapter 19, where it was talking about John baptizing, it was bringing them up unto repentance. This is bringing you up unto salvation. And that which you believe in, you're going to act upon. <laughs> hallelujah. That which you have confessed and that which you have believed, hallelujah. What you believe, that's what you're going to confess. I believe this thing. And what you believe in, that's what you're going to do. I'm not going to sit there and say, I believe this, this, uh, uh, co I believe, I believe that chair can hold me up. I believe it, I believe with all my mind. And never sit in it. If you don't sit in the chair, you won't know if you don't move or not. As small, as small as I am, that chair, if I don't sit in, I don't know if it hold me up. It may not be able to hold me up. But I believe it though. But I'm gonna act on what I believe. I'm gonna sit down in that chair to see if that chair hold me up. And once I know that I believe it, once I see it, and I act upon it, then, then my belief is made whole. Because I've acted on what I believe. How do I, what do you, what do you mean by acting on what you believe? Being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, going down in the water. Which is symbolic of, hallelujah, when you repent, it's symbolic of your spiritual death. When you are baptized in the, in the name of Jesus, it's symbolic of your spiritual death. When you come up speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God is the other, it's symbolic of you. How do you come and unto eternal life? He wrote, he wrote you, hallelujah, out of darkness into his marvelous life. He's bringing you up. He wants to bring you out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As Pastor talked about earlier in Sunday school, in Matthew, and, and, and I, I love this, Pastor brought it out in Sunday school about the Great Commission. It's all in the, all in the message, Pastor. <laughs> we talk about the Great Commission in Matthew 28 19. Hallelujah. It says, Go ye therefore, teaching and preaching and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And we talked about it this morning. We know, hallelujah, the Father is Jesus. We know that the Son is Jesus. We know that the Holy Ghost is Jesus. And if you, and, and I'm going to do it like this, and I got two military people in here, so you can back me up on this. Hallelujah. The Great Commission, hallelujah, the word commission means command. 
He has commanded you to go and teach and preach his name. He has commanded us, just like he commanded his disciples. Hallelujah. He's commanded us. Once we have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, he has commanded you. Hallelujah. Uh, Minister Marquis preached a sermon one time. Do you want to be a disciple for Jesus Christ? He has commanded you. You may not have been there with the disciples. Hallelujah. You may not have been there. Hallelujah. With Matthew, Mark, and all of them. Hallelujah. The 12 disciples. You may not have been there with Jesus. It would have been a great thing. But he has commanded you to go. Now, in commanding someone to, in, in Jesus commanding us to go, he has not commanded everybody to be, a, to be a pastor. He has not commanded everybody to preach among the pulpit, but he has commanded everybody. Hallelujah. You may not be a preacher in the pulpit. You may not be a pastor. You may not be an apostle or whatever, a, 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 a prophet, whatever, but you can be a witness. Hallelujah. I said it a couple of months ago or a year or two ago. This right here is not my place. This is pastor's place. But out there in the world, hallelujah, the streets are my pulpit. To compel men to come. To compel men. Hallelujah. You may not, just like pastor said, you may not know Genesis to Revelation. But use what you got. As, the, as Pastor McGordon used to say, use what you got. Tell them about how the Lord saved you. Tell them about how the Lord brought you out. Tell them about how the Lord kept you, hallelujah, through everything you've been through. He kept your mind in perfect peace. Hallelujah. The times that you should have been cut off, the times you wanted to be cut off, the Lord kept you. You can tell them, hallelujah, about how to be saved. You can tell them how you felt when you got saved. Hallelujah. But everybody wants a title now. Everybody wants a title. Hallelujah. But I heard in the word of God. And I read in the word of God. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter number 4. Verses 11 and 12. That hallelujah. And he gave some apostles. Uh huh. He gave some prophets. Some evangelists. Some pastors. Some teachers. But. He said everybody can be a witness. Everybody, everybody can be a servant unto him. Hallelujah. But when you come unto this salvation, hallelujah. When you come unto this salvation, hallelujah. Once you receive this salvation, hallelujah, there's nothing that the devil can do with you. The devil can't tell you where to go. Now, when you receive salvation and he transforms your mind, like I said earlier, before you hear the word, you're blinded. You don't know anything. The Lord's not going to hold you accountable for something that you don't know. Now, once you hear it, then he holds you accountable. He holds a person accountable once they hear it. But once you receive this great salvation, hallelujah, the devil will try 
And he's tried it throughout the word of God. He tries to mimic what God has done. And I call the devil a con artist. And I'm almost done here. But he, he, he tries to copy what the Lord has done. There's false prophets and teachers. He tries to copy. Because the devil knows the word. And that's why pastor says, a song cannot save you. But you have to know the word of God. Because the devil, the devil himself was the archangel of music in heaven. He was. So he know the songs. He know, look, co-pastor said it before. It's only the anointing that destroys the yoke. It's not going to be a, a song by Kirk Franklin. It ain't going to be a song. Now those songs are encourageable, yes. And that is a ministry for the, word, for the work of God, yes. But still, you need to know the word. Because it's going to take the word for the devil to, to leave you alone. And use the word. How do you read the word of God? And you're using the word of God. How do you use it with authority? That's right. You can't just, devil, please leave me alone. Please, can you please leave me alone? Please. You can't. You, you can't
because I was like, Lord, you know I have no words, and I'm not trying to read it well, and I was coming up with an excuse. And the, Bible, and, and the Lord showed me, he said, Moses had a speech impediment. But he still did what I told him to do. And he, and he came through. I brought him through. You want to learn how to do it? You want to learn how to read? Read the Bible. And one day I started reading the Bible. And I started reading more and more and more. And then I started reading more fluently. And then one day I went to school and we, were, we had something called reading time. I don't know why they my teacher said, y'all can read anything y'all want. And I was sitting next to my, my, my special ed teacher. And he said, well, Adam, you need to choose a book. And I chose the Bible. And I started reading it. He said, he looked at me and said, Adam, you're reading. And I said, yeah. I said, he said, yeah. He, he said, well, he said, I want to make sure of something. He said, put that down real quick. I'm not, I'm not trying to make sure anything. Just put that down and read this. And I started reading that poetry. And it's because I listened to the word of God. It's because I listened to the words of the Lord. He taught me how to read. And if I hadn't heard the word of God, hey, glory. I thank God. Hallelujah. See, he will keep you. He will transform you, not only spiritually, but he will transform you physically. Every, every need. Hallelujah, that you have in your life, he will take care of it for you. That was the need of mine. I wanted to learn how to do it, but I just couldn't do it. But I went to the Lord, and I listened to him, and I read the word of God, and then after that, I knew my way. Hallelujah. There are many, hallelujah. I went through many, many things that the Lord has brought me from. But in this salvation, hallelujah, I don't know what I would be without the salvation of God. I could be dead, sleeping in my grave. I could be on drugs somewhere. I could be at hey, Glory, hallelujah. I'm glad I'm saved on today. Hallelujah. I'm glad I have the power to tell the enemy, you can't have me. Hallelujah. You can't tell me where to go. I tell you where to go. Hallelujah. You got to be forceful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This salvation will transform you, and you can be so mighty in God, hallelujah, that the, that the devil himself and the enemy and the devils, hallelujah, will be so scared of you. They'll be so scared of you. They'll go the other way when you start coming. You get so wrapped up and tied up in God, hallelujah, the Lord will, will open up so many doors for you. Hallelujah, you won't know where blessings are coming from, they'll be shooting so bad. Hallelujah, when you're not in this salvation, you are living beneath your privilege. You might be blessed. Those that are on the podcast, you might be blessed. You might be. Without salvation, yes, you are blessed. And I said it earlier, you're born blessed. But let me tell you something, you're living beneath your privilege. You're living beneath your privilege. Hallelujah, but you might say, well, I'm waiting on I'm waiting on this, and I'm waiting on that, and I'm waiting on I'm waiting on him, and I'm waiting on her, and I'm waiting on this person. Don't wait on nobody. Don't wait on nobody. I had to tell one person in my family one time, I can't wait on you. And they got mad at me. They, 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 
They saw me back back, you know, right? After I told them why I did it and why I needed to do it. Hallelujah. They said, well, why did you wait on me? I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. And I loved that person dearly. It was my grandmother. My great-grandmother. I got baptized at the age of nine years old. I went to her and I said, Grandma, I'm about to get baptized. And she said, well, can you wait until the next thing so I can come and see you at the church and watch you get baptized and stuff? I said, at first I said, yeah. And then the Lord in the middle of that service, hallelujah, touched me and said, go ahead and get baptized. And I got baptized and got filled with the Holy Ghost that day. And I went back and told my grandmother. Hallelujah. I went back and told my great grandmother what happened. She said, I thought she was going to wait. I couldn't wait. This is not a wedding thing because no man knows the day, know the hour when the Son of Man shall come. Hallelujah. That is one of our first works to be done, is to be saved. Yes. That's one of our first works. That's one of our first works to present your body as a living sacrifice. You don't have that, you have nothing. You might have all the money in the world, you might have all the cars in the world, you might not have all the houses in the world, but that doesn't mean a pill of being if you don't have salvation. You want a mansion? You got a bigger mansion waiting for you in heaven. As Pastor said earlier, we got, we're going to be walking the streets of gold, y'all. We're going to have our robes. Dressed in white, hallelujah. And we all, hallelujah, won't be, hallelujah, won't be no heart problems there. Won't be no headaches there. Won't be no pills there. Hallelujah. Won't be nothing but peace and joy there. Hallelujah. All day long. All my day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Pastor. You won't have to worry about your heart no more. You won't have to worry about it. You won't have to worry, hallelujah. I'm not getting tired no more. Because you are having a new life. Hallelujah. You're having more. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, hallelujah. You're having more life. Well, you won't get tired of praising the Lord and never praise Him. All that you want to Hallelujah. Shout out, Hallelujah. Brother B, you like that song. Walk around heaven all day, you'll be able to walk. Hallelujah. You'll be able to walk. Hallelujah. You'll be able to talk to Jesus. The man that saved you. The man that delivered you. Hallelujah. When you get to heaven, hallelujah. You'll receive a cry of glory. Hallelujah. You're going to be able to receive your cry. Hallelujah. When you get there, hallelujah. My grandmother used to say, I want to sit my feet in the pool. Hallelujah. 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 I got a question. Do you want to see your family there? Hallelujah. Do you want to Hallelujah. Do you, hallelujah. Do you want to see them there? Do you want to see Pastor McGordon there? Hallelujah. Do you want to see Mother Leona Sheffield there? Hallelujah. Do you want to see them there? But most of all, hallelujah, I'm there to see Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to see my grandmother. I want to see him there. But most of all, I'm there to see Jesus. I'm there to see the man who died for me. I'm there to see the man who set me free. I'm there to see the man who brought 
I'm there to see the man that forgave me. That forgave me for everything that I did. Pastor talked about the chief sinner today. The chief sinner was Paul. If, if Paul can be saved, if Paul can come up into this great salvation, this salvation that transformed his life, he went underneath the same call that we've been called upon him. This salvation is the transformation of life. It can so transform you. Hallelujah. Your life will be a complete, your complete way. Hallelujah. I remember, hallelujah, the day my grandma lost out. I was four years old, but that room was so bright in that room. The day she passed, the room was so bright, and you, you could see the glowing of the Holy Ghost on her body. And you knew, you knew that the Holy Ghost was in that room. That's how much, that's how much, if you get deep into the deep, 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 deep there's no, there's no, Thank you. There's no such thing as getting too close to God. Now I can now I can come over here and get close to my mom, and sometimes she might say, "Son, back up. You're getting a little bit too close. You're getting a little bit too close. You're getting a little bit too close. Back up." Or I can come over here to pastor and do the same exact thing. Boy, get away from me. I'm tired now. I'd come over here and bust my sister and knock a little bit. She'd look at me, yeah, she'd look at me right now. Amen. She'd look at me crazy. Let that up. But there's no such thing as being supposed to die. God ain't gonna do that with you. God ain't gonna do that with us. He wants you. He got his arms stretched wide open, waiting for you to come. Waiting to start coming. He's waiting on us. And one day, it ain't gonna be that long. Hallelujah. One day, he's coming back to us. But will you be ready? Will you be ready? This is not just for the unsaved, but this is for the saved too. Because we got to be, if those that are ready, we got to stay ready. And those that ain't ready, you better get ready. Because huh. ready or not, Jesus is coming. And he's coming. That earth, he, there, there, will no, there will be no excuse no excuse. If you are left behind, whether you call yourself saved or not, if you left behind, it's no excuse but you're all. Because I'm going to say this and I'm going to sit down. God does not send anybody to hell. I'm going to repeat that again. God does not send anybody to hell. We send ourselves. You can send yourself. God just sends you where you want to go. Because sin cannot be in heaven. So he sends you, if you have sin on your life, and if you continue to walk in sin, then you're telling him by the actions of your, of your, of your life, you're telling him, I'm going to go to hell. Because sin cannot enter into heaven. But if you are living life the way the Bible says, Holy and acceptable unto God. This is just your reasonable service. If you're living in holiness, just holiness, nothing but holiness, you're telling God with your actions, I want to go to heaven. And he'll say, and if you live 
until that day where did you see the grave or whether you be caught up in the rapture. You're telling God, I'm going to go to heaven. And on that day, he said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. What will he say unto you? What will he say unto you? Will he say, depart from me, ye walk of iniquity? I never knew you. There's a lot of people that say, I know Jesus, but does Jesus know you? Have you been to the water? Have you repented of your sins? Have you been to the water? Have you done the works that God has called you to do? Have you done everything that God has told you to do? Have you been in his word? Have you stuck with him? See, I, a lot of times, there's a lot of times we, we spend too much time doing other stuff. And I'm one of those people, so I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself too. My, grand, my, 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 my grandmother on my mom's side, she knew I loved, I loved wrestling a lot. And she said to me, as a young child, she said, if you can learn all the rest of the name, you can learn the schoolwork. Her key words to me, every time she saw me, so I'm saying this to you, whatever you like, I don't care, whatever, whatever it is, if you can take that same energy and use it to the glory of God, you can learn how to go stronger in him. You can learn how to get close. There's no such thing. Marquis, we we can say a long time, but ain't nothing, no, ain't no such thing as getting close to God. You can get more closer. I can get more closer. Pastor, there's no such thing as getting too close to God. Yeah, there might be a such thing as me getting too close to you and you want me to back up sometime. Somebody come over to your house every day. You get tired of seeing <laughs> You get tired of seeing after a while. Like when you go to my house. But there's no such thing. The Lord wants you to come to him. I get that way sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you over here again? <laughs> sometimes you, we feel that way sometimes. But Jesus is never like that. In fact, he wants you to be so close to him that he wants to suck. He wants to come into you. I am to you and you need to me. That's how close he wants to be. He wants you to see men through the eyes of him. That's how close he wants to be to you. But you have to first receive this salvation. Because it's this salvation that is the transformation of your life in Jesus' name. And if you don't remember anything I've said, anything at all that I've said in this message on today, I want you to remember that if you want to be saved, if you want this salvation, he will give it to you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you've done it to, where you've done it at. He will forgive you of your sins if you want the salvation. And he will give it to you and he will abrade it not. He's, not. he's not an Indian giver. He won't just take it from you and then take it back. If you want it, you can have it today. In Jesus' name.
Praise the Lord. This is Pastor William Tucker. We hope you enjoyed the word today coming from Triumph of Faith, 2950 North High School Road in the city of Indianapolis, Indiana. You're invited to all of our services. Sunday school beginning at 1130 a.m. Morning worship immediately following where we have an anointed time in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is one way, one faith, and one baptism, and it all centered in Jesus Christ. Come and join us if you will, in Jesus' name.